What's up, guys? Max here, back with a brand new episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. I hope you're all doing well out there. Happy Monday in uh, the United States. It's Tuesday out here in Okinawa, Japan. What's up to everybody in the chat? What's up, Nuggets? What's up, uh, Eric? What's up, Sam? What is up? Who else is out there in the chat right now? We've got, that looks like about it in the chat right now. I just want to say what's up to you guys. Hope you're all doing super well. Eric's talking about going to Buds. He says, well, in three years, that's my goal to be a SEAL, and I'm going to make it happen. Hey, make sure you're training hard. Make sure you know your why. I think that's the biggest thing. If, uh, if, if on the limited experience I have working with the SEALs, I think from knowing about the training, one thing you have to know is your why. Your reason for being there, your understanding of what life is like on the other side and why it's important that you go through all this tough, difficult training on the way there. I think that's really important. Shout out to our newest patron, Jose. If you're out there, welcome to Patreon. And I want to tell you guys a quick, really quick update on this week. So this week, a couple things going on. There's going to be no normal live show tomorrow. I'll be out of the office working on that top secret project. If possible, I'll come and stream some enlisted with you guys and we can chat afterwards. There's, there's not going to be a normal show. And today's show is going to be short because I got to get out of here because I'm going to be on the podcast of you see him in the chat all the time as Regal T-Type. He's got a podcast called Midnight Chow, and it's linked in the description of this video. So the first link in the description of this video is Midnight Chow Podcast, and I'm going to be a guest on his podcast uh, at the at 11 a.m. today out here in Okinawa, so or 11.15, so I'll be getting out of here a little bit early today. What's up, Chris, and what's up, Larry D? I identify as first commenter, so good. You got it. Hey, as long as you identify at it, as it, then you got it. We have some cool stories today. First, let me get and uh, hit you with a about yesterday. So about yesterday, some stuff to, to cover. There's an update about Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw, congressman, retired Navy SEAL, suffered injuries in Afghanistan from an IED, lost an eye. He had eye surgery. He said he's recovering well. He's doing okay, but he's got a long way to go for recovery. So shout out to Dan Crenshaw and just want to give you guys an update that he is up and walking around now, but he still can't see very well at all out of his one good eye. So he is hopefully on his path to a complete recovery. Uh, he's getting better out there in Houston and people are taking care of his congressional responsibilities his staff is so what's up mud rock uh welcome back to the chat for another episode and thank you to tyler yesterday for the super chat the 999 super chat for the computer making it possible for me to jump on here and game with you guys which we're going to be doing a lot more of in upcoming episodes and stuff so that's going to be really exciting an update on uh, on this project that i'm working on okay this top secret project i've been talking about it for a long time you guys deserve to see something. So here's what I'm going to do. And some of you are going to be like, damn it, Max, why? Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be posting tonight or tomorrow, depending on where you live, a very short teaser of this video to Patreon. So if you're on Patreon, you'll, I'm going to send a special message out there to all the patrons, including some footage from this project that we're working on. So if you guys want to see a little bit about what this is, it's going to be over on Patreon tonight and then maybe at some point onto YouTube for everybody, but not immediately. That's for sure. Cause it is top secret. So I'm going to give the smallest little teaser over there on Patreon. Let's see. Justin says, my mom is that eye surgery. You sit in a special chair and such. She healed well. Oh, Justin, glad to hear she healed well. Um, he's getting a, yeah, he had a, a gas bubble in his eye to keep his retina attached. And I guess that needs to be, um, 
settled out properly before he can, you know, see, be- see more clearly or start seeing anything besides light. Boomer, track me then. Just glad I could catch the show. Oh, nice. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Dan Crenshaw, a.k.a. Representative Balls of Steel. Totally. And if you guys remember uh, me saying this, Dan Crenshaw was actually the uh, OIC of one of my first NSW deployment. So he was actually the OIC of my first NSW deployment, which was incredible. Working for him was insane. Just his presence made literally everything else that we did seem easy because he was there. And if he's there, the rest of us can be there. Okay. Am I linking up with action figure therapy? That would be awesome. More skits coming soon. I know I probably, it's been like six weeks since a skit. So let's see. No, Ura's back. Ura, hoo Sam. hoo I got to give you a hoo uh, from the Navy side over here. Okay. If you got that Marine Corps, Ura, then that's good. But I got to give you the hoo The bubbles need to sit on a specific spot in the eyeball as it dissipates. Yeah. That's, you know, without me knowing about the surgery very much, technically, that's what he said in his Instagram update. So hopefully he's recovering well. Boomer threw a shot 36 foot and disc 88 foot. Could have did better. That's awesome, dude. 36 foot uh, shot put throw. That's insane. Great job. Good for you, dude. Good for you. Congratulations on that. Did you win? Like, what, where did that put you? Did you win second, third? How does that all shake out? So like I said, today's going to be a short episode because I got to get out of here and get ready for the podcast with Midnight Chow, which will be not live, but it'll be available to watch probably soon after um, it's done being recorded. So what I'm going to do is cover a few stories today and then we're going to bounce and let's get some likes on this video. What do you guys think? Can we get some likes on this video before we uh, get started on the first story? We got six likes, 30 viewers. Let's see. I'll give you one hoorah. I got second in both events. Good job, Boomer. That's good. That's, that's nothing to be ashamed of. Second place is great. That's, uh, you know, you're on your way. You're getting better every time in training. At least it's better than me. Boomer, you ever play any disc golf? You'd probably be awesome. They have, they have Frisbee golf or disc golf out here in Okinawa. And I really want to go play it with uh, one of the fellow YouTubers out here, maybe AO Nixo, and I can go play some Frisbee golf, which would be really fun. And uh, let me know if you guys would, would want to see me and AO Nixo do some collaboration videos, like playing Frisbee golf and going out and doing stuff in Okinawa. Let me know. Um, Okay, so we've got a, f- a story, an update on a story, which I just have some breaking news from my phone here about, and then we've got uh, a new story from, from SOCOM, SOCOM being weird, and then uh, a, a story about heroism that I just learned today because I know that there's a lot of stories out there like this one that I don't know, and every time that I learn them, I'm going to bring them to you guys here on the Scuttlebutt Show. So let's go with our very first uh, story here which is about the Jonathan Pentland case, who I'm still following. Like, I'm just following this story because I want to see how this all plays out. I'm not saying that I know that this guy's not prejudiced or racist, but I'm just saying that video doesn't have me convinced of anything. So I'm going to keep following the story until we get down to the very, you know, rock bottom of what the case is shaping up to be. Fort Jackson won't act against suspended soldier until assault case plays out. Hey, there you go. There's a bright idea. How about wait until the facts come out to make a decision or to, to make a statement? Hmm. Could you imagine? Imagine that. So the U.S. Army says it'll wait for criminal charges against a suspended soldier to be resolved before deciding if it will take internal action. Now, this article has got me kind of heated. So by the time we get to the bottom of it, you're going to see my, 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 my rage come out, right? My, my frustration with the military come out. Jonathan Pentland, a Sergeant First Class and instructor at Fort Jackson, was charged with the assault of a young black man that was captured on a widely shared video. 
We are allowing the civilian system to finish their judicial process first, for Jackson spokeswoman Leslie Anselli said Sunday in a news release. Pentland was suspended by the Army after he was arrested on the criminal charge of third-degree assault. Additionally, the Army opened an investigation on Pentland and can take action under the UCMJ, but they're going to let what happens in civilian court play out first because he's not guilty of anything. He's not. Sergeant Pentland is not guilty of anything. I mean, he probably will be guilty of that third-degree assault because we all saw it in the video, but he's not actually been found guilty of anything. Pentland has been charged by the Richland County for his actions on April 12th. While I have the authority to take action under the UCMJ or uh, take other administrative actions, I have the utmost confidence in our civilian criminal justice system that it will reach a fair and just resolution if, if this case. Fort Jackson Commanding General Milford Beagle said in a statement, I do not want to take any actions now that could interfere with the fair resolution of civilian criminal charges. Okay, at least somebody's behaving like a grown-up in the room, but the whole thing is that they're still giving the idea, the idea that this guy's guilty publicly of, you know, bringing discredit and dishonor to the army by being a racist who attacked a young black man walking through his neighborhood. So, if I jump down here, uh, they, they cover that he was arrested, that the police say that the young man was a victim, the man we arrested was the aggressor. And then if I go down here, it talks a little bit about protests and stuff like that. But let's see, where do I need to go here? In spite of his suspension, Pentland continues to serve the Army in an administrative capacity, according to Beagle. I want to reiterate that the command is in no way, in no way condones the behaviors and actions depicted in the video posted to social media. Those behaviors are absolutely counter to the Army values and professionalism expected of soldiers both on and off duty. Pentland has been stationed at Fort Jackson since 2019, where he worked as a drill sergeant. Fort Jackson is the Army's largest training installation with more than 50,000 recruits assigned there each year. The reputation and esteem of our, of your army at Fort Jackson has taken a terrible blow these past two weeks. I intend to work closely with community leaders to reestablish the mutual trust and kinship engendered by years of determined cooperation. Now, here's the part that really bothers me, okay? And, and this is what I'm always talking about on the show is not, it's not what they, it's not what they say here. It's what they don't say about other things. Like, why did it take months for somebody to speak out about Vanessa Guillen being missing? Why have we not heard more about the allegations of 22 soldiers sexually assaulting a recruit at Fort Sill? Why did we not hear more about the Army not doing anything when one of their soldiers was missing in Fort Hood? All the, the, our, the Army's got people murdering each other, raping each other doing horrible crimes out there in, in the public. And we've we talked about that stuff all the time on the show, but the army doesn't have a second to comment on any of those things, or they wait months or years, or they go out of their way to bury equal opportunity surveys. And then they, they want to put all of the weight of the army's social justice onto Jonathan Pentland right now in this circumstance, this is their fall guy. They're making him the fall guy to virtue signal that the army is somehow this superior ethical moral branch. And they're just, and they, and they never have time to talk about any of these other scandals going on. And that to me is so gross, right? It's so sick that that's what they would do. And leader, and you know, you, what, you know what you never see? Major General Beagle taking any form of responsibility for the actions of his soldiers, so we can't get a general to go, hey, you know what? That soldier's under my charge. That's my responsibility. Uh, maybe there's more I could do as the general, something like that. Nothing, zero, zilch, nada. And they're going to go out and condemn this guy, Jonathan Pentland, in an in a event that is ongoing, that is not settled in court, that certainly is controversial. And the Army's got nothing to say about the guy we talked about yesterday, John Miles. 
nothing to say. No comment. No comment. The Army's got nothing to say about their soldiers who were having lunch in IHOP when they got accosted by that lady calling them BLM and Antifa and all this horrible stuff. Army's got nothing very, you know, obviously they make one statement, but you won't see updates on military.com about that. You won't see updates on stars and stripes, nothing. Army times, nothing, zero. Okay. It's not about what you see in the news. It's about what they ignore. That's my biggest thing. It's not about what you see. It's about what they ignore and what they ignore says a lot more about where they stand than about what they say. And I went on this whole rant yesterday, but this just is more about that. And now somebody right as the show was starting, you guys, right as the show was starting, somebody commented on my Jonathan Pentland YouTube video that they have video from a security camera of what happened in the moments leading up to that. And they sent me a link. Now it's probably a computer virus. And if I click it, my computer is going to explode, but doing my due diligence to try to get you guys the best information, I'm going to check it out because if that's true, if there's security camera footage from somebody's garage camera, whatever, which is what I said they probably had in that neighborhood. And it shows something about what happened there. Then I'm going to bring that to you guys and we'll see if we can sort this out and get some good information out there. Now, will any of the people who jumped onto my YouTube channel and called me a white supremacist or whatever, ever see any of this stuff? No, of course they won't. Will they, will they ever see this episode? Episode and the set and two stories from now where we're going to talk about no they never will because that's how people are they take the headline they take their immediate satisfaction and they move on never caring about anything because that's how pathetic they are all right rant over let's see what's going on here in this uh in this chat we've got a pro tip if you're going to be an operator you have to have an operator hat true and you need uh, gaiters. If you're not wearing gaiters, you will never make it as a Navy SEAL. Sam said, off topic, but some people might not like the six days in Fluja game, but it looks good. And I'm hoping it looks like documentary type style. Yet, you know, obviously some people are not going to like it. There's some comments on my YouTube about how, um, about how bad this game is and how irresponsible it is to release it and that people hope it gets canceled, but we'll see. And to the people who say it's too soon, it will always be too soon. Yeah, true. It's just weird because, you know, Sam, I've talked to people on this show who were at events, uh, who were actually at events that are now movies like Lone Survivor. Um, you know, we just had Brandon Mills on the show who was part of, you know, Operation uh, Red Wings Recovery. And there's now movies and books being made about this stuff. And for people who live through it, I think that it can be pretty traumatic, right? So if you were actually there and you live through it, and now there's a movie about it, and now everybody wants to talk to you about it, or, you know, you feel like it's been misrepresented or whatever, I can definitely see how that would be um, triggering in some ways. We've got Nuggets said, uh, it will be, that's the game intention. If you ever played those old History Channel games, it might look like that. You mean like uh, Oregon Trail? Let's see, we got, we need answers right now, not some inter immediate false answers to a half patch situation, totally true. Jonathan Pentland should spend a lot of time in jail. I'm, Jonathan Pentland should spend a lot of time in jail. I'm so curious, would he talk to someone else his age and size like that? I think you just want to prove he is stronger than the young guy. Evo, I think you're missing some uh, important information there. Report it to your IT to make sure it's clean. Oh, that's a good point. If I had an IT department at the Scuttlebutt Show, that would be actually super dope. Thanks, Justin, that's a, that'd be super legit. Thank you for the tip. I, if anybody out there wants to be my IT guy, I'm, I'm currently looking for an IT guy. No pay, but hey, uh, you get credit, get credit. The guy shoved another guy that was stepping towards his wife after another incident. Nothing in that exchange was about race. If he was racist, it would come to the surface way before that day, especially when the movie is... <laughs> yeah, Regal has a, actually some, uh, some interesting uh, perspective on that. Rambo, what's up? Welcome to the chat. Um, so check this out. Check this out. SOCOM... Special Operations Command has Twitter because everybody does. Because why not? Everybody has Twitter. Well, except for the president of the United States and the last president of the United States. And, you know, social media 
and social media managers in the military, they don't always, uh, they don't always get it right. They don't always get it right. Sometimes they don't even get it close. So SOCOM has gotten themselves in some hot water, some uh, serious hot water here, because Special Operations Unit finally admits its strange tweet did not come from a hacker. So what does this mean? Let's talk about it. You see this tweet on your screen right here? If you're, if you're listening on the podcast, on our screen, we're looking at a screenshot of a tweet that says, in, in quotes, Afghanistan, and then in quotes, Islamic State. Then there's a picture of an operator guy here with no magazine in his weapon and the dust cover open. So that is definitely not soft. That is definitely not special operations right there. Not a good, not a good look with your dust cover open and no magazine in. Come on, you got to have that dust cover closed at least. Spokesman for U.S. Special Operations Forces in the Middle East and Southwest Asia has acknowledged that the command's official Twitter account was not hacked when it was sent when it sent a bizarre message on Saturday. Do any of you guys follow SOCOM on Twitter? Do any of you guys follow SOCOM on Twitter? U.S. Special Operations Command Central initially claimed that a hacker had tweeted the message on Saturday morning that simply read Afghanistan and Islamic State in quotation marks. After review, it was determined our Twitter account was not hacked because initially they, they tweeted this and then they said, our Twitter's been hacked. We didn't send that. Our Twitter's been hacked. But the fact that now you have to walk that back makes you look like a liar, right? I mean, it makes you look like a liar. It makes you look like you were trying to cover something up. Best thing to do is say nothing at all. No comment. Go radio silence until you have something to say. Why initially jump out and lie? Makes no sense. After review was determined our Twitter account was not hacked and the social media administrator inadvertently tweeted the words while conducting a search for current topical events. Army Major Tony Heffler said in a statement on Monday, we are reviewing our internal processes to refine our social media practices. No security breach took place and we apologize for any confusion this may have caused. Now, basically what they're saying is, if you guys don't know this, if you go on to Google and you type something in in quotes, it will only search for those exact words. So if you type in quotes, uh, what is the best way to make pancakes? It will only bring up results that are what is the, it won't bring up the best way to make pancakes. It'll bring up results that say, what is the best way to make pancakes? Now there's all kinds of like, you know, annotations and, you know, punctuation that you can use in a, in a Google search bar to specifically find um, certain characters or text or paragraphs or numbers or whatever you're looking for. Uh, that you guys probably don't know. I don't know all of them. I just know like quotation marks is one of them. There's like a dash is something underscore or something. You can do like a minus quotes or whatever, and it'll exclude things that are in, the, in that certain, that have those certain words in it. And there's all kinds of stuff like that. But Twitter works like that too. I think probably Facebook and all the social medias probably have similar features. If you're a real expert, you know how to like browse these things like a pro, because that's a big part of being a social media expert is being able to find trending things and browse them. But the idea that, Somebody at SOCOM in the, in the tweet, in the tweet section, typed quotes, Afghanistan quotes, Islamic state, and then hit tweet. And they're the social media manager, the social media administrator. That sounds pretty sus. So SOCOM got caught in a little bit of a lie. To me, they're still, in my opinion, they're still caught in a lie, honestly. The original tweet, which has since been deleted, was posted 10.24 a.m. on Saturday. There was no explanation of what the tweet meant to convey, and it was later deleted. It does not appear that any other strange tweets came from that account that day. Nearly 10 hours after the initial tweet, U.S. Special Operations Command Central sent a new message. In the past 12 hours, someone hacked our unit's official account and tweeted a misleading message. We apologize for any confusion or insensitive content. 
If all this sounds familiar because in October, an Army spokesman had to walk back his claim that Fort Bragg's official Twitter account had been hacked after it sent out sexually explicit messages in response to an adult content creator from OnlyFans, a platform that allows subs to pay for graphic pictures and videos. And you guys remember that one. So it's just another, another social media oopsie by the military there, which they seem to have a lot of. And it's, uh, it's not good. It's not a good look. So they probably should have been a little bit more careful with that. And I'm sure that that person is probably not the current uh, social media administrator for SOCOM, CENTCOM, SOCOM, CENTCOM branch or whatever it is. So let's see. Let's catch up on the chats here. Twitter, in my opinion, some people on that site, not SOCOM or just despicable and terrible. Twitter is one of the, well, ISIS is on Twitter. So how about that? Here's another, here's another, uh, here's, here's, here's another one of, of how, how hypocritical Twitter is Twitter, you know, and here's another thing. This drives me so crazy, not about what people do, but about what they ignore. Right? So Twitter goes on, they ban Donald Trump, right? For inciting violence, but they don't ban ISIS. What? You can be ISIS. You can literally be ISIS proudly and openly ISIS on Twitter, but they ban Donald Trump for inciting violence. Like this is, this is in your face, middle finger hypocrisy. Like this is Twitter laughing at us. Okay. Laughing at the world. It's, it's unbearable. It's unthinkable, honestly. And we eat it up because somehow people got in their mind that as long as they say buzzwords, they're heroes. They can do anything. As long as whatever's trending in that moment, they jump on the bandwagon with, they, then they could do anything. But you can be ISIS. You can be ISIS. You can recruit. You can post pictures of your ISIS meetings and your ISIS coffee, you know, breakfast, brunches, whatever, of beheadings and stuff. But then you can't, but then, you know, they ban Donald Trump because they're so heroic. Because Twitter is so heroic. Twitter is so brave and they stand against injustice that they ban Donald Trump. But, and I'm not a Donald Trump fan. I'm just saying the hypocrisy is unbearable, unbearable. Let's see. What are you guys saying in the, in the comments over here? It seems the media is very quick to mention race when it fits their narrative. Totally true. SOCOM McDill Air Force Base is my barrio. Nice, Larry. Uh, what SOCOM in turn is just going all out. Oh, yeah, totally sus. I wouldn't be surprised if they really did tweet it on purpose. It's another one. You're right, Justin. What moron was still in his SOCOM account using Twitter chat and some OnlyFans girl? Yeah, it's a four, that's from Fort Bragg, uh, the Fort Bragg person. Yeah, and they tried to cover it up with a ha- hacker comment, too. They got the Iranian leaders on Twitter too. I hate Twitter so much. It sucks. It's got pedo communities on, on so-called title maps. Reddit too. Reddit's another bad one. Reddit's insane. Reddit's got horrible stuff on it. Rambo says, just the fact that social media itself is not being looked at trying to stir things up just shows the ignorance of today's climate. Uh, ISIS being on Twitter is just a great example of that. That's our Congress. Twitter also has abusive content. Won't remove it. Twitter is very weird. Should be soon removed. I use Twitter for fantasy football. No other reason to use it. The Twitter account is an easy access point to problematic groups like ISIS for the CIA. I thought they banned Trump because he violated terms of service he agreed to. Yeah, but, you know, if you, the CIA shouldn't be, you know, Twitter does not sponsor the CIA. I think Twitter proudly does not work with the government. That's what they do when they go into uh, the congressional meetings, right? So Twitter goes on to Congress and they talk about how, uh, how you know, private they are and how free speech they are. Game hopes, what's up? And that, you know, Donald Trump violated terms of agreement that he agreed to. Sure, but people do that every day. So how many people do they ignore? 
How, how much worse, horrible content, including terrorism, do they ignore and do nothing about? That's what I want to draw attention to. It's not what they do, but what they ignore. Look at how much they ignore it and look at the hypocrisy. It's unbelievable. Reddit can be horrible, but it's very niche based on uh, you're bound to get some nasty subreddits. Yeah, Reddit's horrible. Reddit's horrible. Glad to see another live. Thanks, Game Hopes. This one's going to be, uh, we got one more story and I got to get to it because I got to get going and get ready for the Midnight Chow podcast. And this one is, I've got an awesome story. I am so glad I can bring this story to you, even though it's like half happy, half sad. I'm not even sure what to call this story, but it's going to be intense. So I hope you guys are ready. This one's going to be pretty intense and um, emotional. Like I almost cried reading this earlier because this is the, this is the government military BS that drives me insane. Like this, in my opinion, this next story is what we need to be talking about. Spread this story. After this show is done, spread this, share this, not my YouTube video, but go find information about this person that we're about to talk about and share it. This is what people need to know. Okay. Are you guys ready? Navy moves to recognize heroic black World War II sailor who swam for hours with sharks to save 15 men. Okay. Okay. Did you read that headline? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Are you ready to get both inspired and pissed? Because buckle up. The U.S. Navy chief of information on Saturday moved to properly recognize a heroic black World War II sailor for swimming through the night for hours to save 15 wounded sailors. On September 5th, 1942, U.S. Navy Petty Officer First Class Charles Jackson French navigated through shark-infested waters with a rope around his waist, towing 15 wounded sailors to safety from the USS Gregory after it was bombed by the Japanese Navy near Guadalcanal in the Solomon Islands. At the time, French of Omaha, Nebraska was 22 years old and serving as a mess attendant. He died at the age of 37. He died of alcoholism. He died of alcoholism at the age of 37 on November 7th, 1956 in San Diego. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Described as hero of the year by the African-American newspaper Chicago Defender, French received a royal welcome as he returned to Omaha. The sailor was also awarded a letter of commendation and a Navy and Marine Corps medal. For that, he was awarded a Navy and Marine Corps medal and a letter of commendation. But they're trying to get this guy the Medal of Honor. They're trying to get him the Medal of Honor. Um because they've been trying to upgrade his award for a long time. Now, now let me jump over here to this article, The Story of Charles Jackson French, okay, by Bruce Wigo. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to drop this into the comment section. So there you go. It's in this, a link to this article is in the comment section now. Late one night, a few years ago, while Googling information for an article on African-American swimmers, I came across a curious footnote to history. Searching the words Negro and swim, I found a reference to a set of trading cards, one of which was number 129. And look at the sign of the times here. Negro swimmer toes survivors. And if you look down here, if you're watching on the podcast, I'm reading directly. This is a quote from a World War II baseball card style uh, memorabilia piece saying Negro swimmer toes survivors, and it's him in the water towing a life raft. So it's part of a set of World War II commemorative cards, a sort of patriotic version of baseball cards printed by a company out of Philadelphia, Gum Inc. There was no picture on the card or any other reference on eBay. I found a number of war gum cards for sale, but not number 129. So I contacted a few sellers and card collectors. One was kind enough to send me a scan of the card. You can see accompanying this article. Now I had other Google clue words, Solomon Islands, USS Gregory French, mess attendant for Googling and the rest of the story can now be told. So, so the story is... French's story first came, I mean, the story is incredible. 
French's story first came to light when Robert and Adriana Young Ensign told a reporter from the Associated Press about how powerful 22-year-old Negro, I, and obviously I want to reiterate again, the language used in this article is, is obviously dated. I'm reading directly from the article. I'm quoting it. Named French and how we swam through shark-infested waters towing to safety a raft, of lo- a raft load of wounded seamen from the USS Gregory sunk by Japanese naval gunfire near Guadalcanal. Ensign Adrian was the only one on the bridge to survive and floated over into the water as the ship sank below him. Hearing voices, he found a life raft filled with 24 wounded men. Adrian, though superficially wounded, was able to hang on. I knew that if we floated ashore, we'd be taken prisoners of war, he said. Then a French volunteered to swim the raft away from shore. He stripped off his clothes and asked for help to tie a rope around his waist and tow them to safety. Adrian told him it was impossible that he would only be giving himself up to the sharks that surrounded them. French responded that he was not afraid. He was a powerful swimmer and swam all night, six to eight hours until they were eventually saved by a landing craft. I mean, I've got the hair on my arm standing up right now. This guy, French, Charles Jackson French, got in shark infested waters to tow a life raft of wounded survivors from the sinking of the USS Gregory for six to eight hours until they were rescued, swimming, dragging over a dozen people through the water. If you don't, if you can't picture the exhaustion, just being in the water for six to eight hours alone can cause serious harm to you from temperature and dehydration and exhaustion and drinking in salt water, which furthers your dehydration. And then he's dragging people around his waist. And there's a, a quote here from, from French on, on his description of what happened. Basically, I can't even, I can't, you guys have to go in there and read it. I can't read it. Um, some of the language in it, I can't read it. But you guys can go read it. He, dis, he made a decision that w- based on what he knew about being captured by the Japanese, that it was worth it to jump into the water and risk it swimming. And he even had sharks touching his feet in the water. He said he decided at least being eaten by sharks would have been quick and being captured by the Japanese was who knows. So he jumps in and, and so he's got his, you know, his his story here, but then, but then, and now here's the part, you know, as inspiring as this story is, we have to talk about the ugly side, the ugly truth of what it meant to be a black American serving in the military for until recently, until modern history. I mean, this is modern history. He's, um, he probably has shipmates who are still alive that back then he could only join the Navy as um, basically a mess specialist, a cook was basically the only job he could get in the Navy because he was black. Then he saves all these people. And when he, when they get rescued by that landing craft, they tried to segregate him. They tried to segregate him only with other black people. They said he couldn't be with his, the white people. And it was only because his crew was like, what are you talking about? No, he's staying with us. He's going nowhere. He's, no, he's going nowhere. He's staying right here with us. He just, he just did the unthinkable and swam us through water for, with sharks for hours until we were rescued instead of being captured by the Japanese. And frustratedly, the guy who said he had to be segregated storms off. And, and for this, for his actions... He was given a letter of commendation by the military after the fact, a letter of commendation, then discharged from the Navy where he unfortunately went into, you know, the, 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 the pit of alcoholism 
the trap of alcoholism and died at 37, having very little or no support from the military and the government after a separation of his service. Never being able to be seen for, you know, post-traumatic stress and what he went through over there. And this is a reality for so many people. This is a, this is reality. This is a hero who had the government turn their back on him. And even other people in the military turned their back on him right there at the, imagine you commit this act of insane heroism and bravery and selflessness. And when you're finally rescued, they're like, well, but you're black though. How horrible is that? I can't think of a worse, I can't think of, 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 a, of a more despicable thing to do to another human being. And this is what people were doing to African-American black soldiers and, and veterans until, you know, recently. So you guys should read this article. It's, it's, linked, in, it's linked in the chat and you should do your own research on this guy. I, I've only just been reading on this and learning about this this morning. I want to see what other information is out there about Charles Jackson French. Petty Officer Charles Jackson French, I believe, Petty Officer, is what he got out as. He, he's a hero. He's an American hero. He's a military hero. He's a World War II American hero who had the military turn their back on him, and he died at 37 years old from alcoholism. You know, it's, it's bone-chilling. Totally bone-chilling. So... I just wanted you guys to know about who this is, uh, about the heroism here. That anytime that there's a story like this, I want to share it with you guys. Because, you know, and look at this, look at this photo scan and this kind of low quality photo scan on your screen right now of his baseball card of him swimming through the shark infested waters. I don't know, even know how he did it. A strong swimmer to drag over a dozen people through the ocean for six to eight hours. I mean, it's, it's superhuman, honestly. And he did it, and he's a hero. And unfortunately, the story had a tragic ending. But I just, I need you guys to know. I need you guys to know that this is, this is a, a, a veteran here. This is a sailor. And then what happened, you know, and this is the reality of, you know, a time of segregation. He also talks about how black veterans in World War II knew that, their actions determine the future for black Americans in the military. As black Americans going into the military, the way that they perform in war is going to determine the eligibility for black Americans to join the military in the future. So it was, it was, they, they, it was on their shoulders to outperform, to do their best, to go above and beyond, because that would be the legacy and the reputation of, for black Americans in the future. And so this is who this is who I want to you know highlight today, is Charles Jackson French, from the USS Gregory. And I hope you know I hope what we'll see is him get his medal, his award, his Navy and Marine Corps medal upgraded to a a Medal of Honor. That's what I'd like to see. That would be the best case scenario is we can get him a Medal of Honor like he obviously deserves. Okay. And, um, and get him memorialized in the Hall of, of Warriors, Hall of Heroes, for, for all of time. So, we'll see. But then again, we're still waiting on the medal for Alwyn Cash. We're still waiting on the Medal of Honor for Alwyn Cash from Iraq. So, 
whatever happened with that, I'm going to search for some updates because we've got Joe Biden in office now. You would think he'd be racing pen in hand to sign that, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think he'd be racing with his pen in hand cap off trying to sign that Medal of Honor paperwork to give Alwyn Cash's family some peace and to honor his heroism too? I would think so. I would certainly think so. All right, guys. So as always, I had a great time on this episode today. It's going to be short but sweet. I got to get going because I'm going to be on the Midnight Chow podcast. As a reminder, like Regal said, not live, not a live show, but we're going to be recording it and then it'll be out. You guys can go look up um, that uh, article and you guys can go look up uh, Mr. French there and, and learn more about him. So a lot of positive comments here. I can't even do 60 burpees, let alone 15 hours of swimming, six to eight hours of swimming nuggets, but wounded and after just surviving a, a sinking of a ship, I mean, I can't even imagine. I would drown probably after 30 minutes. Me too, I probably would too. That's insane. Pretty strong swimmer is an understatement of language. It, it's amazing he was able to swim that long considering massive stones on that guy. <laughs> Larry, great comment. Uh, screw it. Let me swim for 15 hours straight to save the boys. Uh, do it for the boys. By the way, the U.S. Navy was segregated in World War II. Truman de- desegregated the military in 1948. Yeah, but he was on the, his ship as a mess. There were a lot of uh, black sailors on ships serving as mess specialists in World War II, uh, all throughout the fleet. I wonder if he got denied the GI Bill as well. I've heard that happened to a lot of non-white soldiers. Maybe, maybe. It's a shame to hear racist hate African-Americans forgetting those who have served our country. I mean, he had a good why, Japanese POW or swim till I die. That's true, Justin. He did have a good why. But, the, but you know, I think his real why there was to save his crew, you know? I think that's the, you know, obviously, I think you're, I'm sure you're uh, being satirical there, but it's, that, that is a good, that is a good why, you're right. Charles is a hero. Let's go. I don't doubt we'll be able to get him the Medal of Honor, but it's just sad he won't be alive to see it. Yeah, he died young at 37 years old in San Diego from alcoholism. After all that, he didn't even get the support from the the government after that. He got a letter of commendation. A letter of commendation. It makes me sick. It makes my stomach turn. It's sickening. All right, guys. As always, just a reminder. Let's see. Max, when will you react to Eric? I got to give me time to, to check that out. I'm not sure. And then I got to check it out and see if it's legit. I know you dropped the, uh, the, the, you're dropping the conspiracies in the chat all the time. So let me check that out. All right, guys, as always, a reminder that Patreon is open for business. If you go to patreon.com and the link in the description, you can check that out. You can head to scuttlebuttshow.com and check out all the great merch that we have on there. Socks, shirts, mugs, everything, you name it. We got it on there. Go check it out. And if you can, if you can, in the description of this video, the top link is the Midnight Chow podcast, where you'll be able to find me, hopefully by the end of this week, Regal said, and go click that and give Regal a subscribe and a like on his videos. And if you want to hear real war stories, real, real heroic war stories from Afghanistan, go check out his podcast and watch the episodes that are up on there now. And, uh, and I'll have one up on there. It's going to be my first time being a guest on a podcast. So I've got to roll, take the dog for a walk and get ready for that. So thank you guys for joining me today. A reminder, there's going to be no episode tomorrow. No episode tomorrow. I'm going to be working on the top secret project, which I'm going to be working on every day this week. And if you're on Patreon, stand by because there's going to be a snippet coming to Patreon soon. So if you do want to see some behind the scenes background on this top secret project I've been working on, it will be on Patreon by either tonight or tomorrow morning, my time. So you can go check that out there. All right, guys, with that being said, it's been a good day with you guys. Fun episode as always. And I look forward to talking to you very, very soon. And I am, I am out for now.